0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout.
1: I felt the ground shake a while ago. I'll take that as a sign you've got the job done. Let's press on, shall we? As I was telling you before, I want Mr. House out of the picture. You have an interest in his death, too. If he knows that you destroyed his gadgets beneath, you know where to find
0: him. There's a point in Fallout New Vegas when you are doing things for Kaiser, for the Legion, and you return to... Kaiser, who has been commanding you to do some nefarious deeds against the NCR and also House. And you have what I think is probably the most philosophical conversation in the entire game. And it's something that you don't always expect. Up until this point, you've seen things as kind of a black and white, or at least I did. There's the NCR, the NCR flawed as they are stand for some form of democracy some form of a republic where people can live their lives take a hand in the government themselves and try to turn this wasteland back into something that would be more recognizable today and the legion is on the other side of that they seem like a terrible destructive organization that is only bent On taking everything for themselves enslaving anybody who's against them and not turning the clock back 200 years to pre-war America but 2,000 years to the time of ancient Rome and one of those two things on the surface seems better than the other to the average wastelander do I want to have a flawed yet fair or at least attempts to be fair system where individuals, farmers, scavengers, vault dwellers or at least past vault dwellers have a have a chance to to chime in on this government, to take part in it. And yeah, things are hard, but they actually have a say. Or do I go on the other side, follow a crazed megalomaniac leader who thinks that He has the only solutions to the world's problems and give in to living under that domination. Because although it will take away my own autonomy, my own ability to make decisions, my ability to vote, it might create, through doing these terrible things, a better place for me. And that seems to be the situation that you're walking into here. It seems pretty black and white. And to put it simply, this is democracy versus fascism. That's it. That seems to be the case. Until this situation that occurs right when you get back from this quest that you heard previously. And you get to dig a little bit deeper into Kaisar's justification for his actions. And up until this point, you may have realized that maybe there's a little bit more going on, right? This person must have been educated enough, at least read a book or two, to know what the ancient Romans were like, to know how to model his forces around not only their aesthetic, but their military mantra, and to use that to good measure in this post-bombed world. But there's more to him than that.
1: What did you want to know? I used Imperial Rome as the model for my legion precisely because it was so foreign, so. alien. I'd seen what had become of the NCR's attempts to emulate the culture of pre war America the infighting, the corruption. Rome was a highly militarized autocracy that effectively integrated the foreign cultures it conquered, it dedicated its citizens to something higher than themselves. To the idea of Rome itself. In Rome, I found a template for a society equal to the challenges of the post-apocalyptic world, a society that could and would survive, a society that could prevent mankind from fracturing and destroying itself in this new world by establishing a new Pax Romana.
0: The justification we get here is not that he modeled His forces around ancient Roman forces because they were effective at conquering that is not the main focus What he reveals here what we discover is that there's something more sophisticated going on Kaiser has modeled his forces Because he believes that this form will survive and will surmount the existence of this, its current form and the NCR and become something better than those two things individually in order to survive in the wasteland. He has some high ideals here. And I think on the surface of it, we often looked past that. We see this as a crazed dictator and, and don't get me wrong. There's, there's crazy stuff going on and there are flaws in this reasoning and we'll get to that. But, To boil this down to a simplistic, this is an autocracy run by a crazed maniac who seeks to conquer and destroy, is overly simplistic. On the surface, the Legion looks that way. When you come across them, they're doing terrible things. Crucifixions, murders, slavery. They look like any raider gang turned up to 11. But there's more going on there. Kaiser himself says that he believes that what this formation of his group will do will move forth society. It will progress society to a place where humans can actually survive the wasteland and succeed in the future. And he has a chip on his shoulder. He is a hundred percent sure that the NCR cannot achieve this, that Pushing the world back into a version of itself that failed the first time. A republic that is flawed, that holds all of the same corruptive elements that were there originally, which led to its own destruction, will not move us forward. And he's not saying that to become ancient Rome again will move us forward. What he's actually saying is is that this is a tool, the formation that he has now is a temporary tool with which to bring the world to a third state that is better and different from both of those original pieces. And he goes on to explain that the inspiration for this is a philosophical concept, and something that many of many of us, many people, I think, in the world today, don't really discuss. We talk about philosophical concepts, we talk about Plato and Aristotle, like these kinds of things come up on occasion. And sometimes in conversations, we'll say things like, I think, therefore I am, and we'll discuss Descartes temporarily about existence, and how do you know if something's real? Like, these are the kinds of things that come up in conversation nowadays. But... I have yet, outside of realms of philosophy, uh, remember, I have a a degree in philosophy, heard somebody say something like, you know, that's like a Hegelian dialectic. It never happens. I've never seen it happen. Maybe you've seen it happen, but it has never happened for me. And this is the situation that we're in here with Kaisar, because he is about to do that.
1: It means a nationalist, imperialist, totalitarian, homogenous culture that obliterates the identity of every group it conquers. Long-term stability at all costs. The individual has no value beyond his utility to the state,
0: whether as an instrument of war or production. What he's describing here is just the first step. The idea that the Legion itself is a tool. The people who work for the Legion, including himself, are all just functionally there in order to further a bigger idea they exist because this is a temporary state and they're moving the world into a better place through doing the things that they need to do in the situation even though they look terrible and he understands that that this is a necessary step in being able to get to a better place And at this point in the conversation, you ask him, like, is this all worth it just to destroy the NCR? Again, a very simplistic perspective on this. Like, this is all a tool in order to fight against the NCR, to destroy a thing that you hate so much. That's your goal? And it's not.
1: No, I'll destroy it because it's inevitable that it be destroyed. It's Hegelian dialectics, not personal animosity.
0: And there it is right there. Hegelian dialectics, not personal animosity. He's not doing it according to him because he hates them. Because there's some deep-seated emotional reason to rid the world of the NCR. Although he might. That's not what he's justifying here. So let's dig into Hegelian dialectics. This is a very interesting concept. And in order to get into this on a very deep level would take a lot of time. So we're not going to dig into this like it's a philosophy class, a modern philosophy class. But I will give you some background on who Hegel is and what this reasoning actually means. What this what this sounds like in simple simplified terms. So Hegel was a philosopher of the 19th century. 1808, I believe, he wrote. Uh, His original books that laid out the concept of the dialectic and although he didn't state it in such words He was German, so obviously it wasn't in English, but even in German He doesn't use these words But this is the easiest way to understand what he's talking about in the world of concepts and in the world of actual natural existence and observable things there are things and this is overly simplified, so don't, don't crucify me. But this is just to help you guys get the idea. There are things, and let's call those things the thesis. This initial idea, this one thing, this one concept, it is a thesis. And in the natural order of things, there's often an antithesis, the opposite of that thing. Those two things cannot both be true at the same time because they are not complete. In the whole cycle of rationale and logic and reason, there is that which is capital T true. But on the path to us discovering this truth, we are often given these partial truths because they are are like stair steps on the way up to getting to this ultimate truth. So if something is a thesis, let's say the NCR, is the thesis here. And the thesis is that the best way for humans to survive in the wasteland is by reinventing the world of the United States before the bombs dropped and recreating that society. That is the thesis. Here, Kaiser would say that that thesis is flawed. That is not actually the truth. So he has created an antithesis to that thesis. This is a necessary step. It is Putting a opposite on the same level as that thesis in order for something else to emerge later. So the antithesis of this thesis is the legion. The idea that you take away everybody's rights, you domineer them, and you do what you need to do in order to destroy the thesis. That's not always the nature or at least the intent of the antithesis. Sometimes the antithesis just also exists. And when you look at the two things together, you realize that those two things cannot both be true at the same time. And so, therefore, it causes you to do the mental gymnastics to justify a third case. The synthesis Both the thesis and the antithesis both are not fully true, but they're not also fully false either. They have qualities and details about both of them that ring true. They are closer to truth than the concepts that came before them, but they are not in in and of themselves enough. And so when a thesis meets an antithesis, Those two things struggle against each other, or at least, I guess you could say the individual in understanding those things struggles with themselves to understand these concepts. And in reality, if these two things are real things and they come together, then they struggle with each other. And in that struggle, they form the synthesis. The thing that comes after each of them is more true. It's closer to capital T truth than either of the two things previously. And that's what Kaiser is saying here when it comes to the NCR and the Legion is that the NCR is the thesis the Legion is the antithesis and the thing that will come about when those two things either combine or more likely destroy each other will be stronger and closer to the truth that the wasteland needs in order to survive. Now, everything I just described to you is a oversimplified and flawed version of Hegel's actual logic and philosophy. Kaiser was smart enough to read these books, to read about Hegel and the dialectic and this concept, and then get it wrong. Hegel would be rolling over in his grave right now if he knew... That we were sharing his ideas and describing them the way I just described them. That is an incomplete concept. And I don't have the time in this episode to go over a more complete understanding because it's more nuanced than that. It's like the the thesis. He wouldn't even use the words thesis and antithesis. But the concept itself holds within itself its own contradictions, which force you to move on to a greater more actual, accurate understanding, closer to paradise. That would be a word that he would use. Um, But in this situation, we have somebody, Kaisar, who is making decisions that are costing the lives of people in the world because he believes that this interpretation of a philosophical concept from 400 years before his time was going to lead them to a more natural, functional... Effective society. This is the situation between the Legion and the NCR. This is the justification for all of the terrible things the Legion is doing. For all of the warfare. And this is probably one of the most realistic motivations for a villain that you can find in video games. And it actually matches the kinds of mental gymnastics that we do we ourselves do our leaders do people in the real world do and have done throughout history in order to justify terrible things because they believe that this kind of concept and maybe they don't believe this concept but they believe in a concept that will somehow lead to a better future and then they justify terrible things chew on that for a minute we're going to be right back we've got to thank our patrons we've got some more to talk about I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love. All right. Here we are in the middle of the show. We've got a new patron to welcome Mark C. Welcome aboard. Thank you for your support. You signed up at a tier four, which means that you get to join us at the end of this month, which would be awesome. We'd love to have you join us for the patron chat episode. So we also have to shout out all uh, all 57 of you. Just holy moly. Thank you so much for the support. You guys know that this is my career now and your support means the world to me. I can keep creating content because you guys support it and I appreciate that more than I can ever express. We also have to shout out our sentry bot, Dylan R, sentry bot tier 5 patron gets shout out every single week. Thank you so much, Dylan. And we've got some new reviews to read out. First, we have this one from Sean Newboy, I believe, is the way that is pronounced. (laughs) It's all one word. In the United States, he writes, A wonderful Fallout content, five stars. I finally finished all 212 episodes and will definitely continue listening. The quality is always high and the information is top-notch. Keep up the great work. Short and sweet. Sean, thank you so much for that. We also have one from Germany, from Chris Graf Notware. I don't don't know if I pronounced that correct either, but thank you for taking the time to leave this. Um, (laughs) Chris writes, got the radioactive itch at work? Here is your solution. (laughs) Five stars. I love the Fallout universe, and three days ago, I found this podcast. I binged it so hard at work that I am now at the end of 2019. (laughs) Smiley face. I'm one of the lucky dudes that got the privilege of being a fan of the series from the good old days. Good old Fallout 1 days. As such, I know the lore pretty pretty well. But the host Tom is such a wholesome storyteller that I love to listen to it all over again. Five stars are not enough for the good time that Tom gives me by listening to this podcast. Thank you for the podcast and your work in general. And sorry for my bad grammar. No, your grammar is great. in English. I'm a German, dude. So it's my beeping autocorrect. <laughs> no worries, dude. I totally appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to do that. This this stuff, it's, it's invaluable. The leaving ratings and reviews helps other people realize that this is a show, this is what they're looking For all of that stuff. So please keep doing that Apple podcasts leaving uh, ratings on Spotify if you leave a review I will read it out on a future episode of the show. You don't even have to worry about like or do you actually listen on that platform as long as you can log in you can you can leave a review and that would be amazing Also before we head back into the episode I just wanted to shout out everybody who showed up and contributed this week on Monday all day long during Labor Day to our big Charity stream across the network. We had something like 13 different hosts from across the robots radio network showed up We streamed for over 13 hours all day long And we raised money for st. Jude for children and it's cancer awareness week So cancer for children We're, we're combating that the goal was $500 And I'm so excited to say that we blew past that about halfway through the stream. We got up to seven hundred and twelve dollars and fifty cents last time I looked and the link is still up. If you would like to contribute, you'd like to chime, like throw some money in there. Our new goal is seven hundred and fifty bucks. We're very close. If you click in the show notes, there's a there's a link down there. And you'll be able to contribute for like the next week or two. I'm just going to let it run for a while. So thank you to everyone who came by. It was super fun. We had all sorts of fun stuff going on. All of that was at twitch.tv slash robots radio, where I've been streaming more often in order to chat with you guys and just hang out. So come hang out with me. I'd love to see you. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show.
1: Hello there, old chat. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
0: All right, so you've heard my explanation of the Hegelian dialectic and Kaiser's reasoning, but let's hear what the way he would have put it.
1: How do I put this basically enough? It's a philosophical theory, the kind you might encounter if you took time to read some books. The fundamental premise is to envision history as a sequence of dialectical conflicts. Each dialectic begins with a proposition, a thesis, which inherently contains or creates its opposite, an antithesis, thesis and antithesis. The conflict is inevitable, but the resolution of the conflict yields something new, a synthesis, eliminating the flaws in each, leaving behind common elements and ideas. The bombs wiped the slate clean. Human civilization descended to a level of ignorance ...that effectively set our cultural progress back to zero. The NCR has all the problems of the ancient Roman Republic. Extreme bureaucracy, corruption, extensive senatorial infighting. Just as with the ancient Republic, it is natural that a military force should conquer and transform the NCR into a military dictatorship.
0: So notice right here, this is another really interesting point in the explanation... He is saying that the NCR is like the Roman Republic, the version of Rome that we get earlier in the Roman history before it is transformed into an empire before and during the time of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar was one of he, he wasn't the catalyst, but he was the most Uh, benefiting (laughs) he was he was the last straw on the camel's back I guess you can say of those who would transform the Republic into an empire and that makes sense Kaisar's name is Kaisar because he sees himself as the new Julius Caesar he sees himself as the one who will bring empire To Rome. Now, there's something that definitely stands out here to me, and that's that Imperial Rome wasn't necessarily better for everyone than Republic Rome. And what happens after the time of Imperial Rome is not a synthesis of those two things that moves on to a better world afterwards. In fact, it's collapse what we get at the end of the Roman Empire is collapse. And the world takes another thousand years for society to come back, for the Renaissance to occur, for culture to regain the things that were lost at the end of the Roman Empire. So his reasoning here, at least in my opinion, is already kind of suspect.
1: Thesis and antithesis. The Colorado River is my Rubicon the NCR council will be eradicated but the new synthesis will change the Legion as well from a basically nomadic army to a standing military force that protects its citizens and the power of its dictator
0: and that right there I think is the key to all of this the power of its dictator the one who will benefit the most from this transformation, from this Hegelian dialectic, from the synthesis of these two things, nomadic, military, overly entrenched republic with corruption, into empire, is Caesar himself. He is the one who benefits most. He thinks he's justifying this because everyone will benefit. But if that were the case then wouldn't you then use that power to create something more balanced that doesn't have a single individual at the top of the power structure? And sure, our systems are flawed. We have yet to find a perfect democracy. But that doesn't mean that you stop looking. Any group that has a figurehead with ultimate power is is going to be corrupted at some point. It doesn't matter who is in the lead, who is in charge of that structure. You could create a structure with all the best intents in the world and put the nicest, kindest, most caring person in charge of the thing. You could build it around ideals of giving and sacrifice for others and taking care of everyone else for the benefit of the whole. You could build it around any religion, any ideology, any philosophy at all and say that this is the most pristine, the best philosophy, religion, ideology, whatever that the world has ever seen. And if you take all of that power and you put it in the hands of one person or an elite group, that power will corrupt that person or group or The future leaders who take that role. It is too tempting to have a situation like that. And Kaisar misses this. This is the reason for separation of church and state. We see this happen throughout history where people who should be good moral leaders get corrupted. And if they don't get corrupted, once they are ousted, the people who feed over the bones of that position are vultures. And they corrupt the entire system because there's too much power in one place. That's what the American founding fathers understood and why they sought to create divisions between church and state, divisions between different sections of the government. And sure, it's not perfect. But I don't think Kaiser is creating a world that's better for everyone. He seems to be fooling himself here. And we find out that he has some personal bones to pick even though he says that that's not the motivation
1: ironically i was born a profligate myself a citizen of the ncr
0: my family lived not
1: far from the great boneyard after raiders killed my father my mother sought the followers protection i was two years old she found work at their library cooking and cleaning i learned how to read and Soon I was taking courses, free of charge. Oh yes, raised in that tradition. And the teaching stuck. I was taught it was my responsibility to bring the torch of knowledge to the waste. I may have taken the torch part more literally than they intended. Do you want my opinion as a former citizen or future conqueror? Actually, my opinion's the same either way. As a young man, I was taught to venerate President Tandy of Shady Sands the founding mother of the new California Republic. Did you know her presidency lasted 52 years and that her father, Aradesh, was the Republic's first president? Does that sound like a democracy to you or a hereditary dictatorship?
0: The conversation goes on from here and he justifies his hatred of the NCR a bit. He talks about how their system doesn't work and why it doesn't work. But what he, we don't find Is why he thinks that if they're going to create a dictatorship amongst themselves because of the corruption and this idea that like one leader then leads to the next leader who's a descendant in their line and all of this, this kind of stuff. um, He doesn't justify why he thinks in his version that that would work. And maybe it's just because while he's the one in charge, he's going to make things work the way they should. But again, When the world moves on, when the vultures are picking at the bones of his carcass, things will be different. And he has no plan for that. The Hegelian dialectic doesn't actually work in this situation the way he thinks it will. And I find this a very interesting topic. That's why I wanted to cover it today, because you can tell that the writers understand a lot about world history, and philosophy and these kinds of things. And even if you're somebody who's just playing the game, just kind of tuning into what's going on here, you don't understand all of those things, at least on that level. You haven't read these things or studied them in school or whatever. It still creates a foundation for a really good and interesting story. And that is why this stuff works the way it does. And why the stories in Fallout are so interesting is because of this tying it to real world events concepts philosophies religions these kinds of things so just wanted to give you a little bit of a more insightful look into the reasons of the legion i hope you guys enjoyed it thank you for tuning in i will be back again next week keep fighting the good fight but don't replace it with a uh, fascist state because well that never works all right guys i'll see you later bye everybody plug into everything else we're doing. Check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.